welcome to episode 20 of Hashtag No Filter. I actually recorded this intro uh, the day I did the interview, but something happened to the intro, so I'm now re-recording the intro um, after the fact. And I lost my voice this weekend, uh, so that is why my voice sounds like this in the intro, and it'll probably sound slightly different in the actual interview if you were wondering. As well, where I'm recording the intro, there are um, screaming children running through the hall, so if it sounds a little bit like I'm at a daycare center, that's why. Anyway, today's interview is with Francesca McGowan, who's an international florist, and she owns Franzi's Flower Designs, which is based here in Houston, uh, but she also has studios, offices in um, Dubai and Dallas. She's so incredibly talented, and her story is incredible. Uh, I don't want to give really much at all away in the intro because we um, had a very amazing, long conversation, so I want you to just get right into that. But uh, in a nutshell, she grew up, um, she had more of a difficult childhood. She was in the foster care system for several years. Um, and then, you know, she went off to college and, um, had a different job that had nothing really to do with flowers. And she created Franzi's all on her own. And her, the story of how it all came to be is just so interesting and inspiring and motivating and just really, um, really cool to hear about. So we're going to talk all about her childhood, how she overcame, how she overcame those difficulties, how they've impacted who she is as an adult, how her business came to be, how she's become so successful, and several other things. Um, we're also going to talk about. We, actually, the reason Francesca and I, um, well, we met a while ago, but the reason we kind of were like, "Wait, you got to be on my podcast," is because we were talking. Uh, I don't know, several weeks back at an event that my therapist was hosting, and she came to the event, and we were kind of like bonding over our love of therapy. Uh, which is great. So we're going to also talk about therapy because we both believe it is so beneficial. And I, it was funny, someone was asking me, not today, but not long ago, a friend of mine was asking me for Stephanie, my therapist's um, information. And she asked me like how much she costs and everything. And I told her and I was like, but she's worth every penny. And if she like, if her price was three times what she actually costs, I would still say it's worth every penny and then some. Although I hope Stephanie's not listening to this because please don't raise your prices because literally all my money goes goes to you right now. It goes to you and wine. You and wine. I don't know what's better. I think Stephanie's a little above wine. Anyway, um, so, oh God, I just went off on a tangent. But yes, Francesca and I talked uh, talk a lot about a therapy and things we've learned. And it's just a really, really interesting conversation. And I think you guys are going to love it. So now, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Francesca. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited. We've been talking about this for a long time now. Like, yeah. I feel like it's come, we had a date, we had to reschedule it, and I'm just very excited you're here. So, thank We're very you. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's first start with just a synopsis of your story, your background. Okay. Um, wow, that is very low. <laughs> Everyone says that when I ask them, I'm like, is there a better way to ask that? <laughs> like, from birth? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> little bits. Okay. Um, I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. I have lived um, in two countries other than the U.S., so I've also lived in Europe, I've lived in France, and I've lived in the United Arab Emirates, in Dubai specifically. I love to travel. I've been to over 50 countries. Um, my degree is in hotel and restaurant management, so I always thought I was going to climb this corporate ladder and be this corporate guru and all the things. And then before I knew it, I found myself as a jack of all trades, and now I'm an international florist. So um, <laughs> that was a yeah. good synopsis. <laughs> we're, don't worry, we're going to get into a lot of details now. But yeah. but and that's, that's a quick summary. And you're based in Houston now, full time. I'm I mean, based in Houston full time. We also have a studio in Dubai and in Dallas, right. but um, my home is here 
and I spend most of the year here. So I consider Houston home. Okay, great. That's what I thought. I just wanted everyone to know. Okay, so now what um, you guys probably don't know is Francesca actually grew up in the foster care system mm-hmm. for how long? I entered the foster care system when I was 12 years old. 12. Uh, so my background is I had a single mother who dealt with alcoholism mm-hmm. and there was a lot of abuse in the household. So Child Protective Services removed me when I was 12 and I entered the system. And that's actually what brought me down to the Houston area. Got it. And so 12 through 18. 12 through 18. Yeah. I made sure I got that full ride and yeah. scholarship to college. So I got yeah. on campus and finally making What is it? Making lemonade out there of lemons. So without, of course, giving away too much of your personal life, Obviously, being in the foster care system is not a cakewalk. It's not the easiest thing. It's not what something what you think is going to happen. So how um, how did how did you get through it? I definitely have to start by saying, without the foster care system, I wouldn't necessarily know where I would be at today. It did um, save me in many ways. It provided a safer environment to grow up in. Um, these foster care parents really did the best that they could do. But it was a it was a challenge, and one of the things I have to say that I've walked away from is I really can read people well. I can oh, adapt yeah. to any situation. I'm very it's independent. Um, due I, to your experience, due to the experience, yes. yeah. I mean, I think to be taken out of your home when you're 12 and then thrown into another home with other children and other religious beliefs and other personalities and other medical issues, I think yeah. is, a, is a lot to tackle. And then in my second foster home, there were a lot of financial struggles. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, like substance abuse and that kind of thing. So it, it was kind of like Pandora's box. You mm-hmm, never knew what you were mm-hmm. going to get when right. you opened it. But right. It definitely made me who I am today. And going through it, of course, you were younger. I mean, as you were getting closer to 18, you were becoming more of an adult, but you were younger when you first went into this system. What did you really know? Like, were you like, did you know what to do when you were in, I mean, now, now looking back, I'm sure everything's crystal clear and you're, well, maybe not crystal. (laughs) You're still, you know, we'll get to that. But, but how did you like day to day? Like, was, did you have some really low moments and then days that, you know, it's funny when, when you look back as an adult, you tend to, um, make everything very logical mm-hmm. and you really lose sight of that 12 year old little Francesca mm-hmm. and how, how she really felt. I remember there was a lot of times of being confused. Yeah. Um, in my first foster home within the week, I was told that they were my mom and they were my dad and I was not allowed to call my actual parents, mom or dad. And, um, that was obviously something very confusing yeah. for a, a teenager. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so I felt alone. A lot of times I felt very um, misunderstood. My no, but none of my peers, uh, none of my friends at school knew what was going on. They just assumed that those were my parents. Uh. So I felt like I always kind of lived under this facade. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like it was a fair trade-off because I never had to worry about my safety. Right. And it's funny. Right. I mean, even as a kid, you can start prioritizing, like, you know, mm-hmm. what are your life survival skills and yeah. what are kind of nice to have. Right, right. So now being obviously much older, not much. You're, I mean, you're clearly not old, <laughs> much older than 12-year-olds. I'm older than 12. Um, How has, and I'm sure this answer, you could talk about this for probably three hours or more, but how has being in that, from that uh, 12, you were 12 when you went in? 12 through 18. How did that experience being with two different foster families shape who you are today? Like how, are there ways that you, are there things that you've learned about yourself that would not be if it wasn't for being in foster care? I I think the level of independence that Mm -hmm. I have, which as much as it's a great thing, 
thing, it can sometimes be a challenge with my interpersonal relationship, say with my husband. That was going to be my question. Um, a lot of times I just think of immediately like what my needs are and what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I would consider myself a very considerate person, but for example, I'm very strict on, uh, when I go to sleep, mm -hmm. when, when I need to go to certain meetings, I, I, I find that I prioritize a lot in my day-to-day -day life, the same, the same like fight or flight mode right. that I was in as a teenager, which now I don't really have to do that. Right. So it doesn't necessarily leave you. And as much as that's a strength, it's also one of probably my weaknesses. Of course. Right. And, and so how has that been, you know, whether it's your husband or your friendships, how, how has being in, you know, how your childhood was affected those relationships? I know you just spoke to with your husband for example mm -hmm. um, is that also across the board with friends and, and peers colleagues I find that um, I probably don't have a lot of really close friends because mm -hmm. I you know, don't allow myself to really depend on any anyone for any of my needs right um, what, so recently this year I started seeking therapy and it's something I've been very vocal about especially on our social media channels yeah. um, you know not in your face but every once in a while to remind everyone that you know you don't see 99% of people's problems on social media no. you see the best of the best and I get so many messages like you're so inspiring it's incredible what you it's true see. you're so open but I'm like okay I also have this other side right. I don't want to, I don't want to fool anyone. You know, we no, all struggle of course. with things. But I think people appreciate that honesty because we're of course going to get to your, the floral <laughs> business, but they, you know, you have these gorgeous pictures of these flowers and, and, and flowers make you happy and yeah. they look perfect and they're curated <laughs> beautifully. But there's also this real side to you. You're not just like this perfect florist. I mean, you're perfect, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like right. every, you have, you know, a lot going on underneath yeah. the surface. So, so you just mentioned therapy and I was going to ask you about that. And so Francesca and I bonded a little bit over therapy as well yes, um because you're very vocal be, about i'm it. very vocal about <laughs> therapy to the point where people Your therapist probably <laughs> is sold out for like the next I, year i think she should give me kickbacks i think she should too stephanie if you're listening stephanie <laughs> i know right but um I, I think it's the most incredibly beneficial thing you can do for your well-being. I think it's worth every penny. And then some, I mentioned it in the intro actually, saying how um, someone today asked me for Stephanie's information yeah. and I gave it to them. They asked what she cost. I told them and I said she's worth every penny. And mm -hmm. if she was three times that cost, she'd still be worth every penny. Yeah. Like she, I mean, do you feel the same about your therapist and about therapy in general? I do. I feel like, you know, you can do all the things. You can eat the avocado toast. You can work out <laughs> twice a day. You can go to yoga and if you're not mentally right, you're not, you're just not healthy. No. And I feel, I mean, until very recently, um, I felt like therapy was almost like, okay, I failed. Right. And I even remember when I was younger, I had a boyfriend and he told me, um, you know, Francesca, one day you really need to go see someone and talk about all this with them. And I was like, I refuse because that means that all those people won and now yeah. I'm quote unquote sick and I need help. Uh huh. But that's the completely incorrect way to look at it. I know. It. But a lot of people still look, think about it like that. Because you do. You feel like yeah. a failure. Because yeah. you feel like fa uh, therapy is only there for people that, you you know, can't get over it themselves. Exactly. That need help. And I really want to break that, uh, you know, stereotype. Because yes, please. <laughs> anybody can benefit from therapy. I don't care if you're like Gandhi. I, no. You still benefit that, from it. Well, that's the thing. And I feel like there's this, such this taboo. Maybe not as much now, but yeah. there was such a taboo about I mean, I've been going to therapy for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do without it. But I, I feel like it is almost like 
I don't know for me if it was that I felt like I failed, but I, like I'm also on, as I talk about on social media, I'm on Zoloft for my yeah. anxiety. For so long, I was so resistant to medicine because I'm like, then I did kind of mm-hmm. fail. Like I can't handle anxiety. Well, you know what? When you have a headache, you take Advil. Yeah. When you, I mean, and I it's think quality I, of life. Ex- yes, and, and I mean, I, I mean, take certain medications for certain things. Yeah. For the longest time, I was like, oh, but if you take medications, it means you're weak or you're not trying hard right. enough or you're not eating well enough. You're not exercise, whatever, all the things. Yeah, yeah. And then I just realized, no, but I'm really miserable. Right. <laughs> have a better quality of life and then maybe ease off one exactly just be content that there's even modern medicine out there that can I mean it's amazing and and I feel like of course a lot of you know things I might talk about in therapy with Stephanie are might be situated you know things that I I guess situational or things that have happened to me that have caused x y and z but also I do think it's how you're wired and maybe I was wired in a way that has a lot of anxiety whatever it is but if there's a medicine out there that can help and anyway therapy so you're all about therapy I'm all about therapy (laughs) like you recommend it definitely recommend um you know it's it's funny when I remember the the day that child protective services came and took me out of my house and I went and sat down with the therapist and it was the first therapist I'd ever been with yeah it was a whole 30 minutes and, and you were 12 it. and that was the only therapy session I ever oh, had ever. like throughout the entire childhood and adolescence wow. and teenage so when did you start going back to therapy as an adult so I um I went briefly a few I don't know maybe eight years ago okay. when I had some issues with my th- with my now husband I thought you know yeah. we're getting married I want to make sure you know everything's perfect we all have this idea that everything has to be yes. perfect and if it's not perfect then it's bad and mm-hmm. you know you're doing something wrong or you're with the wrong person mm-hmm. And then it wasn't really until this year that I realized that I had achieved all the things. I had lived in all the places. I had traveled to all the places. I had started the businesses. I was successful mm-hmm. in the businesses. I would win a contract and it wouldn't even, like, it, it wouldn't even make a difference. It would what do be you like, mean? You didn't get excited? or I feel- wouldn't get excited. It could be a huge contract. And I would be like, great, okay, on to the next thing. Wow. So it was always on to the next thing, not happy. And I realized that, you know, I'm in my 30s now. Yeah. And we I've been married for almost eight years. And we still don't have a family. And right. I started doing some serious reflection where I was like, well, why don't we have a family? And I realized a part of it is because I'm not really that keen to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know if I can be a mom. Because I never really had a mom. Because, right. And then I started thinking, you know, it would be really helpful if you had someone to talk to and dealt with the past. Finally, finally, like, cave or yeah. whatever it is right. that you want to call it. Yeah. Because you're, you're basically robbing huge life joys from yourself mm-hmm. by not dealing with these things absolutely the and so that's this year was really probably the first time that I started therapy like consistently going consistently and, and I, it's it's exhausting oh it's, it's like totally going to exhausting. the gym and being sore I mean like, it totally is. like you're like what is this all for one of my friends and I um both go to Stephanie and we always call each other after and we're like we are physically and mentally and emotionally drained in the mm-hmm. best way possible mm-hmm. but it's like holy fuck yeah. like, I, mean, like I had to take a nap on yeah. the days I had therapy yeah. I was like I would go lay in the car for like yeah. 20 minutes it's a I'm lot like an idiot but you had to no it's 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 crazy so like, we talked about this before I turned the microphone on um, that something you've been talking about in therapy and I've actually talked about in therapy your inner child mm-hmm. and so I want to talk a little bit about that will you tell me the quote that you oh, told yeah. me before you can get out your phone because I want everyone to hear it so um, I found this quote and it can't be more true um, the way we talk to our children becomes their inner voice and you know this whole concept of dealing with the inner child actually uh, the therapist I go to now was recommended to me by a friend in Dubai she actually sits in Dubai Uh and um 
I recommended that my husband should go and see her. Oh. Isn't it funny how we always feel like we should push someone else to uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And um, it was the first time I had heard of this concept of inner child, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was really whack. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're talking to, like, eight-year-old so-and-so. Right, right. But it's so true. Um, it is. To really take a moment and try to connect. And I have to say that I have overcome so many things in such mm-hmm. a short amount of time by doing that. And I realized that, you know, I'm even now I'm a little bit more excited about the idea of motherhood at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's and, great. And the concept of whatever you say, however you act with your child, will be their inner voice. Mm-hmm. And it can't be more true. It, it's so true. And I am, um, and I was also telling you before that in therapy, like I've even, I've even been told like, what would eight-year-old Julie think? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. But it, <laughs> yeah. you really have to go back and, because your childhood really, it's, it, they're very formative years. I mean, it, it, they, it mean, bad, good, ugly, whatever it is. And there was a period of time, it was, oh God, it was over 10 years ago, probably when I first started in therapy, I had a really, really, really bad breakup and um, like traumatic. And the way I acted after the breakup, you know, I ended up going to a psychiatrist, all this stuff um, was chalked up to my, my child, these childlike mm-hmm. kind of um, actions. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it was something I'd hadn't dealt with for my childhood. I have no idea. I mean, I do know, but you know, yeah. not, you know I'm not getting into it. But <laughs> I'm not crazy though. To th- like, it's just, I'm, I totally agree. And I think it's because it's been brought up in my therapy sessions mm-hmm. multiple times about different things. I mean, my therapist, I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of makes, anyway, but my therapist told me, Stephanie told me, um, I've only like become, this is going to sound ridiculous, like an adult mm-hmm. the past like few years. Like mm-hmm. she said, it's very common for women and, and whatnot, but like I, and I feel it. I feel like I've actually become like an adult and making mm-hmm. adult decisions and thinking and, and responding and like rationally, rationally yeah. and, and not just emotionally and, and uh, impulsively. And that's all like within the past few years. I'm mm-hmm. 32. So, so yeah, that's uh, therapy because yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that maybe never reach that or I know later in life. Yeah. And Much I just, later. I noticed tendencies with me, like, for example, if someone really close to me was really upset, I couldn't really relate to that. And I'm typically an empathetic person, yeah. but it was like the moment, say, I, you know, someone I was really close to and, and we got in a fight yeah. and they got really emotional, I immediately stonewalled because mm. I didn't know how to deal with that because when I was little and I was really emotional, nobody was there for me. Right. And so it's, you start noticing when you start reflecting a little bit more on how you react to things or how proactive you are about things or how rational you are about Mm -hmm. things, you realize very quickly that it's stemming from a very young version of yourself. Which I never knew up until whenever, a few years ago or when I earlier started therapy that, and even this, was it Stephanie? No, I think it was Stephanie. We did this whole, um, I don't know what she calls it, but it was not a questionnaire, but something about my childhood. And I kind of was wondering, like, my childhood can't have that much, apparently, it has a lot to do with who I am today. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. I was like, sometimes I feel like I've just built this beautiful mansion and just sits on toothpicks, you know, and it could be gone any day. And Mm. she just thought that was the hilarious thing ever. And I was like, no, I'm really serious. So do you feel like through therapy, you've, um, you mentioned how like it was hard for you to get excited if you got a big contract. Do you feel like now you get, you get excited? I yeah. won another really big contract and I went out and celebrated. I yay. made the reservation. Oh, yay. So okay, good. So, so I, mean, I definitely feel like I feel emotions now. Earlier this year, I was really in a place where 
fire. I, I didn't feel any emotion. The only emotion I felt was anger. And that's a big warning sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk to any therapist, yeah. because anger is really sadness and sadness is stemming from something There's so really much deep there. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there's like a whole, I think, chart wheel of emotion. I've seen that, I've seen that yeah. wheel. Yeah. Like guilt and shame. Yep, yep, and yep. What families. Anyway, yeah. We're going to scare people. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm never going to therapy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so amazing. now I'm like, I really can feel emotions. I, I get up and I'm excited about my day. And I'm that's so grateful great. to even be in the position that I'm in and what I've created. And that's why earlier this year when I just wasn't feeling any emotions, yeah. I was like, okay, this is not okay. Right. Right. And has your husband noticed this change in you, this shift? Um, definitely. I feel like as you start going to therapy and you start reflecting, you start changing as a person. And, um, I feel like, I feel like sometimes it can be a bit difficult in relationships because especially if one is very consciously working on themselves and the other is not, there can a lot of times be a lot of butting of heads. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of therapy sessions where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Am I the right person? No, of course. Is this, is this okay that this is happening? Yeah. Um, I think you just have to be prepared that you're going to start shifting a lot Mm -hmm. in how your outlook is either in your personal relationships, your professional relationships, what you do professionally and being aware of how you live your life. Yes. Yeah. Um, We all go by this phrase yellow. We all have one life to live. (laughs) Right. How many of us really do that? I don't know. Right. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, ooh, but it's like for the dumbest reasons. It's not like actually just hopped a plane (laughs) and didn't pack a bag, whatever. But um, so this, so sort of transitioning, but from like, like dealing with kind of harder times earlier this year, you had a very traumatic experience. Uh, you yeah. lost everything in a fire. So, <laughs> yeah. and then we are going to get to the excited, like this is, <laughs> but the, the pretty stuff, the flowers, but so earlier this year and Francesca will tell the story. She had a fire in her home and lost everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, not early. It was a few months ago. It wasn't even it was that long July ago. July 15th. Yeah. And uh, we're currently running a promotion to get back to the Houston fire department, which I'll talk that, about. Yes. We definitely are going to get to that. Um, yes. so July 15th, it, um, so many things I mean it was crazy it was like fire was following me around um that weekend before I was at a place and I left and then the fire trucks showed up because it was on fire the night before the fire I was at Home Depot looking at fire boxes saying oh we don't need one of those when are we ever going to have a fire like I said you never think it's going to happen to you of course not um we had a fire alarm the day before um which thank god we did because we left our cats in the apartment and I left all my jewelry and all my things because you know it's a fire fire oh right right who takes that seriously right uh you should yeah (laughs) No. Even if you look crazy. No, that you should. I mean. So, yeah, it was um, the evening of July 15th. We weren't even supposed to be home. Last minute decided to go home. We were going to go to bed. Last minute decided to have just a glass of wine. I mean, there's so many, like, crazy last minute things. Yeah. And... I, we were just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I just felt the room just looked a tad bit hazy, and um, I just told my husband, I think something's wrong, and he looked into the hallway, and he opened the door, and the hallway's filled a black smoke. There's no alarms, by the way, and so I was like, we have to grab these cats before the alarm goes off, grab the cats, I grabbed my purse, and that was it. And, we and no alarm, and nothing. no alarm. We ran down the hallway, banging on everyone's door, yelling fire. I mean, it's 9 o'clock at night. If you have kids, you're like putting your kids to yeah. sleep. You're winding down for the evening. It's a steel and concrete building so there's right. no like so you're not going to smell wood you're not going to smell fire right. the smell was actually all the electrical burning so like all the outlets were pouring out with black smoke and we went into the parking deck and just our apartment was just fully engulfed in flames. just yours just ours because the, all the gas lines of the apartment run on top of our roof just yours apartment. Yes. 
So out of 400 units, ours was the only I mean, it's unbelievable. Loss. And it was above our bed. So can you imagine if we had, would have gone to bed? Yeah. I mean, that would have been crazy. There's no because way Because you would have been sleeping. Up. You yeah. wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, can't see the Yeah. Smell. I mean, that, and then you said it was from a Japanese So lantern? basically someone l- lit a Japanese lantern. So these like paper lanterns yeah, yeah, yeah. with the little votives. And it flew off and it caught on top of our roof, which is where all the gas lines are. I can only possibly think that maybe there was a faulty gas line or something. I don't know. But anyway, the whole thing exploded. And because um, we're talking about votive candle here. I mean, like, it's insane. And yeah. where it landed exactly yeah. to be. I mean, just the whole thing. So we sat on the parking deck and I just literally watched this apartment. I mean, everything. Down and yeah. I would never wish this on anybody. I can only imagine that maybe it's something like what people who lost everything in Harvey went through. Right, right. Um, it, it's just, it's, I mean, we had just recently moved from the Middle East a couple of years ago. So everything that we had brought with us, we always save for our forever home. Yeah. You know, whenever we move into that. And just to watch everything you had acquired over your marriage or <sighs> just as your home. And you, you, you weren't able, what did, you were able to salvage a few things? So we got in the car, we drove down, we're on the eighth floor. Yeah. Um, we sat in the HUB park lot for about four hours with these oh cats that have no idea what's going on. Right. Um, we were able to go back inside and I noticed that all our shoes, which are in boxes because I'm a little bit of a, sh- I have four <laughs> shoes. I'm right. Not it's fine. I'm like, oh, new contract, new shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> As one does. <laughs> I just literally found a suitcase and just piled all these shoes in there and my husband was like, no, we should take the wedding photos. I'm like, screw You're the like, wedding photos. The shoes. Digital. Digital. <laughs> digital yes. We need the shoes because we don't have, ins- like the insurance doesn't come through. We can sell yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. You know, again, survivor mode. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And uh, the fire marshal was like, you really need to back off and let her pack her shoes. Yeah, and this is like, important shit. So, so you got yeah, your shoes. I did. I packed all our nice shoes. I We were able to grab a few rugs. Like, I mean, we had Iranian rugs that yeah. we've been keeping for ages. Um, a rug that, Mar- that my husband, uh, mom, has hand basically knit in oh my Romania. Gosh. I mean, it, it's like a 15-foot rug. It's oh huge. And you saved, you were able we, to get We were good. able to okay. save that. And okay. so we were, the fire department were incredible. I mean, and we had like six guys up there. Everything was pitch black. The, <sighs> the ceiling had been brought in. It was humid. It's July. It's hot. Oh my it's gosh. Um, it's just glass it's everywhere. Awful. And then they just took everything to our car and we just sat in our car and it were just like, you know, no underwear. You're in your pajamas. Like, where did you okay? go that? I forgot we said, where did you go that night? So, um, since we the floors of the JW, yeah, yeah. one of their employees saw what happened because I had gotten on Instagram and I don't like to bring drama. I'm not going to be like, oh, I remember guys, seeing like that whole thing. I was just like, hey, I don't know what's happening, but I really need everyone to pray. Yeah, I and mean. she was like, I don't care what happened, but you have a room. So JW was incredible. Um, so we showed up at 4 a.m. and with our two cats and we checked into the JW um, for a few nights. And then from um, there. And from you, there, it was a bunch of like, we had some travel. So we yeah. Like, oh, right, right, right. And then we came back and, and then we stayed in the Airbnb for a I mean, months, just, so. so how, so how did you get, I mean, that's hard. Like, and I yeah. know, again, like you said, it's very similar to when people lost things during Harvey. I mean, how, how you, I, from what I noticed on Instagram, as shitty as it was, you remained so positive. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, maybe, I'm sure you had your moments, <laughs> as we all do during things, but how did you, like, how'd you get through it? I think in, in general, I'm an extremely positive person. Yeah. It's actually a joke in my family. My husband's German, and Germans are known to complain about anything. Like, yeah. if it's sunny, then it's hot. If it's rainy, then it's not <laughs> so sunny. Nothing's good I enough. Mean, it's yeah. like nothing is ever Yeah, good yeah, yeah. And that's my biggest pet peeve. And so 
I was just grateful that we had all the things that were not replaceable. Exactly. So that I actually had my jewelry on. I actually had mm-hmm, a wedding ring mm-hmm. on. I actually could grab my mm-hmm. wedding dress, um, our cats, my purse, my passport. Right. All like all the other things we can replace. You, right. And, Insurance or whatever. Yeah. And we just have to get a little bit creative. It was tough. Like the summer is always really slow for us to yeah. have a hit like that. And then to not, I mean, especially as an entrepreneur, uh, like, yeah. You're not you're not showing up to your nine to five and you're like oh I just had to send a couple emails and like meet someone for a coffee like you're continuously having to think about promoting and being happy go lucky yeah. and all these things yeah. and really you're just like my life is a big clusterfuck. I mean moment. yeah and shambles like I yeah. mean it's your home. It's hey, your but stuff. you brought me a clothing rack. I did. Oh my so god, that's the least that. I could do. Please, people <laughs> are bringing all these things. I'm like, do you want my? Because she had said she needed a clothing rack. I'm like, do you want my freaking clothing rack? Like, please. But that sa- that saved us because the next day we went in and we were like, you know what? Let's grab whatever is dry. And right. so we grabbed those things, put them in trash bags, went and hung them up on all these clothing racks, and we actually right. used something called an ozonator. You told me about this, which I'm like, what? And what? someone was like, I want you to borrow my ozonator. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. But they were like, you cannot be inside when you run it. It basically will kill you. It will kill anything living. I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> but it kills all the But it kills the, the shit. smell. But, right, it right. It kills all the bacteria and everything like that. And so luckily, we were able to save some of our clothing because, like, I was going out to shop for new things. We, uh, you know, had to be in Alaska in, like, two days. Right, you had a trip. Like sweaters, nobody. (laughs) My gosh. Um, And I was like, I refused to buy this stuff because I already had it, or it was just too much, or you know. And I hate buying things out of need. Right, right. If we could save some things, yeah, save them. So we officially are like in our new place now. Yeah, a week ago. That is so huge process. I'm sure, like on top of work and everything else. Oh yeah, and you just have to have it all together. I mean, (laughs) but you really like. I guess to your point. I mean, and what you said, like you. It kind of put into perspective like you had the things you yeah. couldn't replace or that weren't easily replaceable and and you I mean this is what it, it kind of like you can't control like yeah. once it happens you really have no control over it and Definitely it sucks not. and you have to wow I mean okay crazy so now we're gonna get to have these stuff I promise okay <laughs> so now tell me okay so let's we're transitioning now to her, her extremely successful company which is Franzi's Flower Designs very and it's be she's extremely talented as I said in the intro and if you follow her on Instagram which will give all that info at the end but um okay so how did you get started with like had you always wanted to be a florist was it like a dream of yours how did it come about so you know it's funny I I was actually at a lunch meeting today and she asked me the same thing and I realized that like this story is like 15 minutes long but I don't know it's just part of the journey yeah yeah so when I was little, I used to go around our house. We lived in the middle of the country, and I would pick flowers. And I know what flowers pop at what which month. And I would make specific arrangements for each room of the house. When you were little? When I was little. I was, like, five years old. Oh, that so is cute. So I would, like, make a little floating arrangement for the bathroom or a bigger one for the kitchen. And it's so funny because this is what I do today for a living. That's I mean, amazing. You should watch your children what they do. That's It's crazy. And you, were, so you just funny. were interested in that. There was no reason. It just made just... me so happy. Oh, and my then God. as I grew up older everyone always knew I liked flowers and so I always had flowers around even if it was like a little bunch of you know from H-E-B or whatever and and the first time I really put my toe into the floral design world was when I was working for a company in Dallas and they were looking for someone just to help them on their business side so promote them on Google at the time Facebook was a big deal and all these things and so I was like yes grateful for just to be in the studio and so I worked every evening with them and on the weekends and started she started utilizing me in some of their installs in um, the SMU area in, in residential. Yeah. And she only did corporate, and that like blew my mind because I, when I think florist, I either think you go in and you get a bouquet, yeah, or yeah. they do your wedding flowers. Right. I, right. I don't know what else you would do as a florist. And um, 
I loved it. And then when I moved to Dubai, I really tried to freelance for other floors, but it was really difficult. And I focused on more of what I was doing at the time. And flash forward for 2014, I found myself modeling and oh, doing all these events. I didn't events. know that. I, I was like, <laughs> Dubai is a world of opportunity. So wow. when I got there, I was working for a corporate company. Um, I left after about a year because it was a crisis in the, in the division I wanted to go mm. into didn't have any opportunities for me. So I started freelancing. And ironically, a friend of mine, I told her, I was like, I just want to meet people my age. She's like, oh, you should sign up for this company called Bareface. I had no idea that Bareface was like Ford models of the <laughs> Here I am like submitting my photos. I'm like, hey like, guys, I just right, want to right. meet people. Right, and they're like, okay, so you're going to be a model. Yeah, and the booker was like, great. Okay, you're going to be on an Emirates shoot next week. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then she told me like what it cost. And it was like more than I made in a month. Like, nice. So I was like, yes, I will do more of these. Right, why not? Um, and then from there, I started working different events. Yeah. And then event companies started picking me up to freelance for them. For florists doing... Fl- no, this oh, is no. all just freelancing. Oh, wow. So I, I'm going to lead up to how got I got it. to wow. Okay. So um, I started working with one um, event company exclusively who actually Edelman now owns. So they're, oh. they're very well known. Yeah. And um, I was working with all their investment bank forums and handling all their destination event management. So like oh, here gosh. I am in Istanbul, second year in a row. I'm at the Four Seasons. I'm like managing like 250 yeah. E-class Mercedes, four hotels, oh completely sold helicopter demands, Bill Clinton. I mean, all the, things. all the things. Yeah. And I'm like dying while I'm still managing my like first business on the side. And I'm just oh like, my gosh. I get back home and I literally like collapse. Yeah. And I'm like... Francesca, if you were to die tomorrow, right? Okay, you would be very angry active. that yeah. you did all the things to either prove to others, again, inner child, yeah, yeah, prove to others, make the money, uh, prove to yourself, whatever. But you're so unhappy, and I and I was so. And you Ill. were, you were. Unha- I was, I was extremely ill, and I was very unhappy. Wow. So that moment, I was like. I wrote all my buyers. I'm sorry, we cannot fulfill your orders for my first company. I canceled all my model agreements. I canceled all my freelance wow. agreements. And I just like sat there and like stared at my computer. And I was like, like you just, you did all what? that at once. I was like, Wait, I what was canceled. the first company again? You said it's you- Vegas de Santiago. And okay. we're the largest manufacturer of Costa Rican cigars. Oh my gosh. So so another you, fun fact that like nobody knows. Geez, really fun fact. It's like in Us Weekly, the 25 fun facts yeah. or whatever. But anyway, um, so the, you did all that right then? Did all that right then. Because I was just, because I got so sick, I actually contracted a disease I'll never get rid of. And it was based on stress. No. And I was just like, I this is not okay. And no. I just had this moment where I was just like, well, get rid of all the things that are not right. okay. Right, bye. Because yeah. as an adult, especially someone has, that's been a fighter and has, you know, refused to go back to like where they came from yeah. and it can only get better and bigger and whatever, you tend to overwork yourself mm-hmm. and you don't actually check in with yourself with what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at that point I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I re- I knew I always wanted to do something with flowers when I retired and I just thought, well, why, why would I yeah, wait? Yeah, why wait till you so retire? I'm like 65. Right. So right. retired to actually do something I want to do. Yeah. And it's very ironic because the same boyfriend I mentioned earlier in this um, podcast when we were high school sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. He told me that one day, Francesca, you will own a flower business. And I was like, no, there's no way. Because I never thought of myself as having an entrepreneurial Oh, my spirit, gosh. I just like to he work knew. hard. I was like, no, I just want to work in the flower shop. Yeah. Like, I just want to show up and descale the roses. He was like, no, oh. you'll own it. So it's funny. Actually, when I got my business card, I sent it Did to he send it? Okay. said, like, you were right. You were right, right. <laughs> so then were you like, screwed him doing it? Like that was. So then I was like, okay, well, well, I'm just gonna do this flower design. Yeah. 
thing. I don't even know. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah. Floristry, flower design, flowers. I mean, I had no idea. So I started googling, and ironically, yeah. this is how I googled my hotel and restaurant management degree because I was like, how to ho- work in hotels, how to be oh a hotel my, like manager. Yeah, like, thank God for Google. I right? Have, what like, would you? No yeah, what would you do? <laughs> so oh my gosh. I googled and I found the American School of Flower Design, and it was the only school that really taught about the business side because I love right. business. I feel like I really could sell anything. Yeah. Um, I proved it with the cigar business, but I just didn't enjoy what I was selling. I wasn't like an avid you weren't user passionate about, what right. I was selling. I didn't really relate to my 40 plus year old male customers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like flowers. I, you, I've never given flowers to someone and they didn't, like, they weren't happy. Who would it, right. It's like the happiest yeah. thing you could receive. <laughs> so, um, immediately I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And I just thought, well, you know, worst case, you're going to be out a lot of money and you're going to know a lot about flowers. And best case, you're going to start a new company and you're going to be really happy with it. And you were fine either way. You and were like, I was like, well... It's better than where I'm at right now. And um, I literally booked a flight to LA. I'm still living in Dubai at this point. I booked a little Airbnb, a little little car, and I moved to LA. And um, wait, were you married at the time or no? I was married at the time. My poor husband like came along with me. Oh my god, (laughs) that's amazing. So even though though we don't have like the best of days all the time, he has been like he's amazing. Right, right. So you went and you you we went. Um, and then every day, every day we made five arrangements, and I would every time I made an arrangement, I would figure out who I would go and deliver it to. Like no charge, you just no charge. I would be like on behalf of Francie. So I already had started my company before I even went to school. <laughs> love it. I love I it. I totally believe in fake it till you make it. I, yeah, because we were just talking about this. If you don't believe in yourself, like, yeah. nobody is No, just do it and then deal with the questions later. <laughs> and so I literally would make the arrangements, and then I would go to Ferrari. I would go to um, Rodeo Drive, or I would go, and I would go to places to make me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Because I was like, this is the town. Like, if you don't make it here, if you don't make it in Dubai, you won't make it anywhere. anywhere right. And so I wow. just did that. And, and you I, just literally delivered them. And I would come in and typically I had a connection with the brand because I had worked with them in the Middle East. Okay. Like I launched Kate Spade in Dubai. Uh, we launched the Marriott Marquis. Got Dubai. it. I worked really closely with Chanel and Hermes. Like so you, that was you, my whole background. Right, right. So I could go in and I could make the intro so it was like a warm cold call, if you will. Yes, exactly. And it was more so just for the experience and being put outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and every night I would do that until like 8 o'clock at night and I would go home and um, get ready and do it all again the next day. And everyone else would be like, oh my god, I have all these followers in my house and I don't know what to do with them and I just... Again, oh, they're like scrappy me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the difference between being an entrepreneur. And exactly. Just, and you already had a website a at this point? Or you? I already had a website. Yeah. It was very basic. I literally one day, I had no money. I mean, I did have money, but I didn't, I wanted to put it in my education. Yeah. And my seed money. To this day, we have not taken one um, loan or anything. It's amazing. Line of credit. I was actually at the bank the other day and he's like, oh, and the line of credit. I said, no, if I need extra money, but, I'm going to go bartend. Yeah. <laughs> do bottle service at clay right <laughs> right okay love that free. yes um so yeah I didn't have much to start wow. with and I just thought you know what what is more special than like handwriting your logo I mean and this is before all the rave of calligraphy yeah it yeah, yeah. is my handwriting that amazing <laughs> but I was just like so I wrote it out and I took a picture and I put it in word I mean, and it's I wrote crazy. flower design underneath and boom there you go Francie's flower design I mean it's amazing and then how so from delivering all those flowers is that when you got your first client or your so first I customer so ironically um when I 
um, I delivered one day to the W Beverly Hills okay. and they were looking for a florist and they were like, wow. can we, <clears throat> they off, they made me the job offer on the spot. And, and this is why it's wow. so important to pursue any opportunity that you have because you have no idea. You have no idea what'll happen. Um, and so at the time I really felt committed to Francie's, even though there was like really no Francie's. <laughs> Francie's so handing like out a, these like business cards and yeah. maybe one person went to the yeah. website. Um, and so I politely declined and I ended up oh, in you Dubai. Did. Um, and, uh, my first gig was actually with Waldorf Astoria because wow. I was just like, well, I'm going to work the hotel angle because this whole time I was at Istanbul going back to my event days, I just kept looking at those flowers in the four seasons Bosphorus. Yeah. And I was just like one day I'm going to do something. Like oh that. my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that that's someone's job. Like that is amazing. That's crazy. And I still have the photo today. I remember taking them and. That's um, crazy. Yeah. That, and so Waldorf Astoria was your first. And, my first client. And how did you just went after them? Like I you. I just went after them. I went after their concierge teams. They wow. had like a big um, convention basically and I helped them with that and then I used all my connections with the event industry and Dubai is such a great place because it is so opportunistic yeah. and people have such an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. there that everyone wants to help you. Right, right. I feel like sometimes here in the States we offer to help but it's more ego driven. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, I could and help you there's but no I follow like through. Like it. It. Right, yeah. right. Which I was very disappointed in when I first when, came but in the Middle East like we, we all want to help each other because we all have something to gain. You exactly. Know, you, have speed, you have like whatever. No, you have yeah. no shame. You're like, look, I'll give you this contract. That's like 10%. amazing. You're like, okay, cool. So when you said no to the W, you said it because you didn't think you could handle. Or I you, said no because we were still in Dubai. You, yeah, there's no thought, right. I would never give Francis a chance if now I'm just jumping in to go work for W. Like, oh, because you would be working. You that would be. I would like move to Beverly Hills and I would be based at W Hotel. And got I would it. Be a w employee. I see. I and see. And I was like, wow. then there's no Francis. And I have this thing. I'm like, if you have something you've always wanted to do, because ironically, um, when I found this flower school, they have yeah. a um, a school in New York, and I was there for a wedding, and um, we were in an Uber and we were going to some meeting or whatever, yeah. and I was on the phone actually with a job uh, offer here in Houston and they wanted to move me down and it would have been a dream job I would have taken two years prior oh my and gosh. I was on the phone I was just like I was really torn like I was like this is a great opportunity I can move back to Houston yeah. blah, blah, blah. and I was just like ah, but I really want to do this flower thing like I kept picturing That's myself crazy. going into the cubicle and like sitting down and thinking about what if I was doing the flower yeah, thing no, then and it... I was like this that feeling like you can always go get that job in a cubicle of you course. can't always pursue no. your dream no and you have to follow your gut like yeah. what that and so what year so when so, oh, hold on but it gets better oh my god so I'm like on the phone and I'm like I made this really hard decision of saying no yeah I mean I I, I don't have a problem saying no but in this case right. I was like is this really the best I mean I don't even have Francie's Francie's just like a <laughs> right, piece right. of paper and the Uber driver is like very angry and he's like get out I can't find your location and I'm like god please give me a sign I made the right choice like I just feel so stupid right now. right and so basically the Uber driver throws us out of the car and we're in the middle of the flower market of New York. No. Like, I no chills. joke. No. Like people are like zooming by with flowers on their car. People are like bumping into you. Like roses are falling on the ground. Like it's just like oh hustle and bustle. Oh my God. Flowers, like, <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, okay, I got it. Got it. I got it. It's like loud and clear. I made the right Holy decision. Holy shit. And, it, and I walked over and there, there was a school and I met the founder of the school who I did not, I did not think was going to be there. And he's the one that actually told me about their master's class in LA. Oh. And I was like, I'll be there. I'm from Dubai, but I will be there. I will book my ticket. And he's like, you know, it's like in three months. I was like, it doesn't matter. And I'm sure he thought it was full of it. Like, right, of course. Up. And I'm like, hi, uh, here's my company. I'm like, so, so Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then so you went journey. through. And when was this? Wait. So this was, um, 
let's see, March of 2015 um, is when I went to New York. Okay. I had that moment. That was my, like, confirmation. Yeah. And then I went and studied and got my master's July and August of 2015 in L.A. Okay. And I officially started Franzi's in in, um, August of 2015. So we're only a three-year-old company. It's only a few years old. I don't know if I realized that. We're very young, and I had this crazy goal again. From the past. Right, right. <laughs> of opening a location every single year and being in that location for six months before finding a new location. And it wasn't until end of last year that I was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's like three is so much already. Have you, but you already have, you have we three. We have the three. And I was like, I'm happy with the three. I want to go wow. back to Houston. I want to have one home base. Because I mean... I just felt like I was living in hotels. Yeah, all the time. yeah. You can't really. And I was like, have, I'm not enjoying roots. this. Right, so again, right. like always checking in with yourself. Oh my god! So you still have the three? I have the three. But Houston is obviously where they're you're based. They're all very different. So like Dubai is very expat weddings. Okay. We focus on two fifty okay. or less. Got it. Um, Dallas is very corporate. Okay. Uh, we ended up in Dallas because we were Fairmont's Dallas's artist in residence. Right. So we were living in the hotel for six months. We had a shop there and the whole nine yards. Right. Now we um, deal with a lot of our corporate clients clients that are yeah. Texas-based, but they have stores in Dallas. Right. And then Houston is really our home where we do it all. You do we everything have here. the shop, <laughs> yeah. we have the weekly installs, we have the events, we have everything. So who are your, I know we kind of already said, who are your main, you have some big clients, JW Marriott. JW Marriott is one of our big clients. And Tiffany. Tiffany and Co. Right. We do the flowers for the state of Texas and all it's their crazy. stores. crazy. And then you have, do you do, you do weddings, all the things? We do weddings. Um, we're very limited. We do about 10 a year. Okay. That's like max. Are you, you're picky. Like you want, you're I picky. Want to be a good fit. Yeah. Um, I feel like wedding, I mean, I think weddings are a great business. Yeah. But for me, I take that really seriously. Again, I think based on my past. Mm -hmm. So for me, I really enjoy working with corporate. They have a specific look. Like this past week, we just did a huge event with Apple um, and JP Morgan Chase. And it it was like insane. Um, So when you say event, it could be like a conference or something and you're, you have all, you've done all the flowers for all the, everything. So like, I think we had over 59 foot trees. Like we did all the oh my like, trees we brought in we've brought in um like hundreds of arrangements for all their different events around town so they might have like 10 different venues wow. over five days um so we really focus on our big corporate clients yes and we take really good care for care of them and it was funny it was a networking event and a lady said yeah but you still have the weekend so why don't you do weddings on the weekends <laughs> i'm like because i like to like hang and, with family. and like you you want to have a life <laughs> yeah, work-life like, balance have you heard of that <laughs> but you are you will do weddings if yes. it's the right fit and and definitely and, I love doing weddings I just want to make sure that it's it's a right fit I don't take yeah. it just because it's another piece of business right um, a lot of times if an inquiry comes through and I just don't feel like it would be a good fit yeah. I'm pretty open about you'll it. tell them you'll a lot of times we're just not even available okay right so um but like we have a beautiful wedding coming up in November which I'm really excited oh, about it's at someone's private residence oh. like it's 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 per it's it feels like, like a perfect, perfect client yeah. for me yeah um, that's amazing so, yeah. and then you just recently launched well two well the shop yeah. your shop so what how does that work so we have the online shop we're getting so many requests for like one-off deliveries right and we're not a typically a cash and carry kind of flower meaning shop. you can't walk in you can't buy walk in. everything's right. typically by appointment only yeah um we're in and out all the time with meetings and all yeah. this but i found that a lot of people were looking for yes for the look and feel that we do because a lot of times we just do things in mass so you know instead of getting a bouquet with like maybe three roses in it we'll do a bouquet of 40 roses right the thing I don't like about the floristry industry is 
I feel like there's so much waste and by no means am I a hippie, but I definitely am very conscious of my yeah. carbon footprint. Yeah. And so I came up with a concept that's very familiar in Europe. Yeah. Basically wrapping everything in hundred percent recycled craft paper. Oh. Um, it has its own water source, but then you don't have to pay for the vase. You don't have to pay for the design oh. fee. It's really, you're buying your flowers in bulk. And the, the concept is to it for it to really become more of a concierge service. Right. Where like every Monday your flowers are delivered on your door and it's affordable price. And yeah. then you have your flowers for the week. And you're doing that? Is That's that what, what the doing. shop is? That yeah. exact, wow. That's the online shop. Um, so can you order one-off arrangements or no? You can. You, um, it, every week we try to put up a designer's choice. Yeah. So that will be kind of like your traditional, what you're used to. Like one went out today and it was like all roses and greenery and yeah. all the things and the vase and all that. Um, so people will contact us for custom orders. Okay. That's totally fine. Um, but if you're looking just to send, say your friend who just got a new job, like an orchid plant, yeah. like something. And the other thing is like people hate spending money on flowers because they're like, oh, but they only last they for like die. five days. Right, right. So when we started a whole orchid collection, so the small to extra large orchids, um, so great for housewarming goods, yeah. like new jobs, things like that. And they typically last like four weeks. Oh, they last a while. I feel like because we deal with like a local orchid grower and Got he it. is amazing. And That's so they come in these custom cement pots. and So people can order that on the site. They can order them online. Or the weekly thing mm-hmm. they can do. Yeah. And just in Houston? Or are you- so right now we're just in Houston yeah. and we're 10 miles around the 77006 zip code. Okay. Um, we hope to expand by next year. Wow. But again, it's just getting started. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Christmas time, we're probably going to push harder for the concierge service just because I think it's a great Christmas gift. It to is. Give oh my gosh. Um, even if it's like monthly, or quarterly, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But right now we have it on there because we work with a lot of concierge service of the hotels, right. and they're always looking for something around a certain price range, but they're always disappointed in what they get. So I'm like, if we could scrap the base and we can scrap yes. the designer's time to make it and everything, and literally just bundle say 40 roses together right. but it's still huge and gorgeous yeah yeah then so do, do you how do they so they would have to have a vase on their end or but typically I mean think about how many times you've received flowers yeah oh I, I have a hundred vases by the way do yeah. you want some <laughs> I do Francie's yeah. is looking for vases no oh yeah that's true but I no you're right like they come in vases so yeah. sometimes when they don't I'm like yay I can use my vase exactly. I got all these beautiful vases for my wedding like yeah. I've never used them you know? that's the thing like most of the time everyone has a vase already yeah. and part of the joy of receiving flowers is actually designing them yourself yeah yeah I mean how many times have you really gotten an arrangement and you're like oh my gosh I love everything about this right right no you're so right that's awesome <laughs> so that's amazing so, yeah. so that's currently live and then you live. also have a charity component now I do so on the shop for uh, um, so we basically launched the shop 60 days after we had the fire so for the next right. 30 days we're giving 10% back from everything that people are buying on the shop to the Houston fire oh, that's department. amazing so we're cutting them a check just as like a thank you for yeah. everything that they've done for us that's and are you going to continue doing a charity component depending on if it you have depends. A, yeah I think it depends on like the the month if there's yeah. definitely a way that we can factor something yeah in there, that's amazing for sure. but I was that's like awesome. I want to I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in if I didn't have help and I want to give back exactly no I think that's me. unbelievable that's amazing so, so what is well I guess you just said kind of but what is next for Franzi so we now we've just launched our nonprofit sister company, which is Francie's Flower Friends. Oh right, that and, too. <laughs> yeah, September was really busy. Yeah, my gosh, she's like <laughs> went right in there. Um, and it, it's incredible. I always said when I got to a point in my business where I felt like I could give back, I 
definitely wanted to take the time because by the way it takes a lot of time to set up a nonprofit. Like, yeah I'm, not I, I'm sure like, wham bam nothing yeah but no. it's uh, we started in January and we officially launched in September oh my gosh yeah it's taken a long time it costs money and you don't have money that comes in so you, know, you kind of forget about that component. yeah yeah um but it's amazing because we're able any flowers that come back to our studio we're able to repurpose um why would flowers come back to your studio so for example if we break down from a weekly install or oh. if we you know a lot of times we go set up for events and two hours later they're over and we go and get those flowers oh my gosh yeah um, and so we get all these flowers and typically most florists just throw them away um there isn't yeah. really a, a donation program that i've found especially here in houston that can properly um repurpose reuse wow. donate yeah and so it's exciting like one of our events that we had last week everything's been repurposed and it will go to a nonprofit this week for their event oh, um, wow. and the benefit for the corporations just using this one example is that they get a tax donation right that they right donate. right Right. Um, and so it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. You keep less stuff out of the landfill. You know, you can yes. utilize it its whole life expectancy. A lot of times we get things that are so fresh. I mean, it has another week in it. Oh, my God. Um, and it would just go in the trash. Exactly. And so Francie's wow. flower friends that, that started, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always, always looking for vases. I'm going to give you some before you leave. <laughs> we're always so, looking and for And so that's what to. it goes to, um, nonprofit organizations. Yes. and Healthcare centers, women's shelters, nonprofit organizations. Oh. Starting in 2019, we will be, um, every month, there'll be a friend that's why it's called Francie's friends it. friend equals organization got it later this year we'll be um, getting nominations from the community it's not something that I, that I want the organization to choose from right. I want it to be voted on I love that and nominated and so that way say XYZ organization for the month of February knows that every week in February they're going to get flowers that's so awesome helps them plan their events their that's donate, amazing. donor gifts that I mean and there's nothing like that here no or many not places in the that's amazing wow so okay what advice would you give to someone dying to become a florist a successful florist (laughs) like you (laughs) um my first thought is it's a lot of work it's not something that I had even considered but it is so labor intensive the logistics um, I think that you need to really have a business mindset. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how creative you are. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. But like, it's a constant theme in the office that until you make that sale, you don't touch a flower. Um, right. And so I think that it, to fully understand the business of fl- flowers, how perishable they are, yeah. um, what the need is yeah. in the market. Um, you know, I came in and my designs are very different from everyone else. And it's so easy to look to see what everyone else is doing. Right. And then think like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. But if you really pursue what you enjoy and what you like to see and that you're proud of what goes yeah. out. Because I think it's really hard to sell something that you create. Right. It's easy to sell anything. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. In the past, like to sell cigars, I loved it. It was part of my family. Right. Like it was easy. But to sell something that you actually create, it's all up to the recipients. Yeah. Like, if they like it or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. Met their expectations. Right. And that's quite nerve wracking. So I think it's you know be prepared to ha- to work hard. Yeah. Um, be prepared to really get immersed in your business. You have to understand your business a hundred percent. Yeah. And then just really stay true to what it is that makes you genuinely happy because there's gonna be so many moments where you're like, why am I even doing? This? Right. But you love. You know yeah. this is like what you're meant to yeah. do, so it keeps you going and, exactly. and excited. And you have a team. A- Fairly we have a team. team yeah, I actually have one full-time member on my team. Awesome. So we are like rock stars. Like our number one skill is problem solving. Oh my God. I, I felt like you had this like, because you do so much. So I just assumed you had like a million people working. We used working. to. Um, you know, there was a time where I had like 15 employees and I was just, I just realized I was training everyone to just. Yeah. 
fill in gaps, as horrible as that sounds. And so when I brought my business back to Houston and I really wanted to streamline and focus because there's other things that I want to do with the business. And like I said, not taking those lines of credit and growing organically, you have to really stay sharp on everything that you're doing. Exactly. And so I quickly realized that I needed certain people with certain strengths in certain areas. And that was it. I wasn't doing anyone a favor by keeping them around or myself a favor. Um, And so I have one full time and then we have several part time. Right. Of course. Several day up help. Of course. Yeah. Oh my, and you love what you do. I mean, every day, like it. you're excited yeah. about what you, I mean, that's the vet, right? Yeah. That's like what it's all about. A lot about. of times I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. Right. But it's- and I'm sure there are days <laughs> that are like crazy and you want to like pull your hair out. And, yeah. but then you kind of, is it, you just like remember what, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you're like, this is. And I go is- back honestly to like how I was, how I was, I raised myself right. and my times in Dubai, like we had a bit, a bit of an issue last week and I'm all about what is a plan B, C and D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm always fully prepared for those. And I always anticipate what might be the issue. I definitely never wait for an issue. Right. Because it's so much harder to rectify. I'd rather like you know, overcompensate. Yeah, and ha- yeah. The client has a great experience. That's amazing. Than I mean, just that's... you know, hope hope it works for the best. But th- that is from my days in the Middle East because you can that's... never just hope for the best because it, <laughs> it would never be the best. So you always have like Plan B, C, D, yeah. all of them. Even if Plan A works great, but yeah. you still have those other oh, options. Yeah. They're ready. <laughs> amazing. Okay, so now I want to do this rapid fire round because oh I just it's it's really fun. So I so she Francesca knows none of these questions. It's similar <laughs> to last week's. Like I'm just gonna ask you and you okay. kind of have to say what comes to like what's in your your gut instinct okay. but I mean judge-free yeah. zone everyone <laughs> I like to curate things so, <laughs> so we're you know, we're gonna keep it real hashtag no filter that's okay, what it's all about go. okay so let me move this okay so here oops here we go okay so here we go well this one should be easy maybe not your favorite flower oh my god I always a stock flower what does that mean? So a stock flower is just typically a filler flower. You'll find it in a lot of bridal bouquets. It oh. has a really strong um, floral scent to it. Oh. No, like it's a filler flower, so nobody knows about it, but it comes in all these different colors, and I just think it's so beautiful, but it's like, a, it's a basic flower. Like you wouldn't get that as your bouquet. I mean, you could, but I've never, I mean, I've seen maybe a few on Pinterest. Right, but it's it's yeah. a filler flower. Yeah, it's a That's filler awesome. Flower. It's kind of like, um, what was the Sex in the City episode? Car- carnation, or what's like the? Carnations. carnations. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's not crazy, yeah. but where like Sarah Jessica Parker was like, carnations, it's a filler flower, but I actually love carnations. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I please, I Julie. Did, no, oh, do I you like too. them? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're so underrated. They last forever. And they smell nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think favorite flower depends on the occasion and depends uh, on the room they're going in. Valid point. See, like, I knew I you would have it. Yeah. Like long stem white lilies, I think look awesome on the dining room table. Yeah. Like, oh. Cluster of white hydrangeas, I think look great on the kitchen counter. Like yes. it just, it depends. Okay, but it I depends. Think my always one-off gut instinct is the stock flower, and when I was little, it was paper <clears throat> paper whites. They're also What's known that? as narcissus. They're part oh. of the daffodil family. Oh my, They're like I never little heard of white flowers. You don't typically see them because they grow wild, but they have a really strong scent oh, to them as well. Wow. Okay. So then, similar to favorite flower, you're not going to be able to pick just one. What was your, what's been your favorite project ever oh my god! I mean that's or you can you can pick There's two so many. or like pick like I'll pick know. three three okay because <laughs> I have three locations I'll yeah pick. perfect perfect so oh, this is tough okay I think in Dubai it was probably um the royal family of Russell Kama actually hired me to um do all the flowers for their national day so wow. national day is really important it's like our fourth of July yeah yeah 
Um, and I was so excited and I put everything in and then apparently the shake was really short. And so I had to go in and like cut everything down and re basically make everything in about 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's just typical. Right, right, right. Typical. <laughs> anyway, um, Dallas is definitely being the artist in residence for Fairmont Hotel oh, yeah. Resorts and living in the hotel with my two cats. So cool. All yeah. Kind of all the things. Yeah. And then Houston. Oh, that's really tough. I'm but sure. I think being the in-house florist now for JW Marriott yeah. Houston downtown for over, we're going on two years now with another year. And it's always it's just, so gorgeous. Whenever you, you show that, I mean, and you come up with all those, like your I team come comes up, up with those them ideas. all the time. Like in the beginning, I used to map everything out and I was very like, you know, nervous about it. Right. And then since everything's so on the fly, a year later, yeah. we were kind of doing things there and th- some things in the studio. And now it's, I almost love the challenge of showing up and I know I have a set number of vases and I have this, like, like you know, right? And there's certain brand the, standards I have to hit because, like, we have a huge PDF of like everything that we oh have my. to do. Um, and it's been 80, 80 or 81 installs now, and wow. not one has been the same. What? And I can't even believe it. I mean, that's insane. But, like, we have all the recipes. Like, every week I'll write out a recipe for the next install. And there's been a few times I've tried to duplicate it, but there's just, you know, you might be one face off, or you might want to see it like this. You might want right. to do it higher. You might want to lean everything to the left. And so. And do you base it on holidays or, like, I events they have at the hotel? What events are in the hotel? Okay. Um, I base it, like, Christmas is a big deal. They always want to match the yeah. Christmas tree. Yeah. So last year they had a black iron Christmas tree with, like, copper and silver. Oh, my gosh. Balls. So we... <clears throat> we had to match that with like gold hydrangeas and wow. black vases and vases oh. with like gold ornaments. Oh and, my gosh. Um, so I love the challenge, but not yeah. one has been the same. That's crazy. And it's so exciting. So that's fun. To I like mean, walk back. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So if you're in Houston, you got to go to the JW yes. Marriott guys. It's worth it. I <laughs> no, you. it is. Oh my it's God. the wow experience. It, I always say we have to create a wow, a wow. experience. Yeah. You do. Cause I know when I go into hotels and you, that's you the first it. thing you yeah. notice. Yeah. I mean, if they're right it's an arrival experience yes um we actually are working with a client in downtown and he he waited for us to install because we install every thursday night yeah and he was like i wait for you every thursday and i watch what you do and like i want to hire you for our grand opening or whatever so it's, oh my god and like people that live in downtown will come and like get a drink they come up to us and they'll like have a drink in the lobby and just oh, like watch while us, you're doing yeah, it yeah switch the flowers you should do an event or well i guess it'd be I hard because you would be busy I tried doing to do it live for a while and i was like this is that's cool though i would love to like sit at the bar and like see that happen <laughs> yeah. that's cool that's cool it's pretty cool um, we have that's... a little flower army that comes in it's not just me. right 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 no of course that's awesome um okay so now not on a flower topic but I feel like still fun beach or mountains uh, beach. Beach, okay. Except Lake. I'm working on my beach body. I'm like right now, like twice a day, and I'm like, next summer I'm gonna be running. <laughs> same girl, same. Um, lake or ocean? Oh, uh, ocean. Yeah, I feel like you said beach. Like yeah. I feel like the people that pick mountains, they're like they're like people. I mean, I guess I go both ways. But anyway, um, if you could have drinks with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why? Jeff Latham. Wow, that was, you, like, that, you yeah, knew. Yeah, I'm, like, dying to be on his radar one day. I think he is amazing at what he does. Yeah. I totally appreciate how, like, not available he is. Right, right, right. His celebrity status, but he really has changed the floral industry, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's what inspired me to do what I do, and I remember in the very beginning, I tried to, like, you know, copy, not copy, but, like, okay, so what flowers is this, and how yeah. many stems, and, like, trying to count everything. Yeah. Now, I've just kind of been so he's an own. inspiration for you. But Huge. he's incredible. And yeah. He, just, he used to model, and he just kind of fell into this. That's, a, yeah. The Four Seasons, and now he's opening his studio in the Four Seasons Pittsburgh, and so cool. he's, he's incredible. So, I would love that's to who, have a drink with him, a drink. just to be, like... <laughs> 
am I doing right? right like, just tell me, <laughs> tell me. Am I okay? I love it. I love it. Um, if there was a movie made about you in your life, who would play you or who would you want to play oh you? Oh my gosh. I have myself. You would, I would totally I know. Isn't it funny? Because I, like, I've answered that question when someone's asked me it and I'm like, at first I say something and I'm like, I want to fucking be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't watch movies. Yeah. Like, my husband loves movies and I'm just, I think there's such a waste of time. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a workaholic. But, um, but you would be, you would play. I you. would play me because I say all the time how we need a TV show. You like, should. Day, I'm like, oh, Franzies needs a TV yes. show. Yes. Like, because the stuff we deal with is just I'm sure. I'm crazy. sure it's crazy, it, crazy, it's, crazy. You know, and then we get on the gram and we so, act all normal. Right. <laughs> but really, it's going so crazy behind closed doors. <laughs> I would play uh, myself. You, I love I love Probably that. Probably also because I have no idea who any actress is. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Um, okay. Are you a morning or night person? Uh, mm, m- morning. Morning. I get really sleepy at night. Do you? And every once in a while I have this high and I'm like, you're like, get crazy. but you wake up like your alarm goes off and you're up. Like you don't even yeah. click snooze. Yeah. So you're, you're like ready to start. Yeah, the day. I'm ready. But then I'm also like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. It's also. a mix. <laughs> um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, I think people that complain. Yeah. Yes. I just like do the shit. Don't complain about it. Just do I it. I just feel like we have so much to be grateful yes. for. Yes. Like if you have your health, yes. Number one. number one. Yeah. Your health. Without your health, you have nothing. Nothing. And yeah. I feel like, and if you have enough money to have a roof over your head, yep. food in your stomach, yeah. And wow, if you have four wheels to drive on, like uh, you're better than one percent of the world out there. Yep. So I feel like com- complaining. I um, agree. And always yeah. feeling like the victim, the- or it's not for you, or it's not possible. Or yeah. don't understand none of that. I yeah, yeah. Love Just it. be grateful. Yes, exactly. What is your favorite quote or motto or something that might get you through a rough day or just something you try to live by every day? Oh my gosh, I have so many. Do you? Um, I know I do too. So if someone asked me this, I'd be like, But oh, now well. I can't think I of it. Of course not. <laughs> or like the theme of the quote. Like what would the what Oh my gosh, I, I don't know, but I'll t- I'll tell. I mean, I, I can't think of the exact one, yeah. but I will tell you one that I read the other day, and I and you loved it, like loved you saved it, bookmarked I, it. I did because you told me how you need to create in yes your a folder, photos, yes a folder, I and I do have like fifty I quotes now. That far yet? Oh, but, but you you will trust I me because you're going to be like, oh, I need to go back to that quote. Okay. Right? Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work, so most people don't recognize them. Yes. Where'd you that. see that? I love that. Oh, my dirty like box put that or, oh. on her, pia- her picture of her peony that she put up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That You need to start a folder and yeah, then you'll, I need you'll to start. have all these. Yeah. Um, okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, if you're not falling on your face, you're not trying hard enough. Yes. And it's, it, that wasn't from anyone in my family. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's someone who I, I really look up to. He has a an investment bank and he started from nothing. And, and um, I remember that he came to visit my husband and myself when we first started our businesses in 2012 in Dubai. And we are like, we just feel like we're trying so hard and we just feel like all the doors are being yeah. slammed in our face and we're just really struggling. And he was just like, if you're not falling on your face like, yeah. every day, you're not trying hard enough. Wow. So he's like, so you're that's doing really good. I'm <laughs> right. like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's great. So then that it might true. be similar to the, what advice would you give to your younger self? Or maybe different because you had, you know. Uh, I no. think to relax yeah. and to like trust people. Like trust the good in people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like give I, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah. I've always just been like, 
me, myself, and I, it's like nobody else would look out yeah. for me. You know, it's funny. Like, I've never done drugs. I've never done right, anything right. that would put me in a bad situation because I'm like, who would I call? What if they don't actually Ooh. come bail me out? Right. Um, so kind so of I trusting. Relax. Yeah. Trust. Have fun. Yeah. I don't really feel like I had, like, my crazy 20s. You right. Know, when I was in college, I worked, like, three jobs. And, right. And um, it was all about graduating. And then when I, I got married at 23, which was really young. Yeah. yeah. And um, then it was all about, like, starting the companies and doing the companies so we could do right. all the things and then have the kids and both. Like, when do you actually go and have fun? Right. Well, now you can do it in your thirties. Yeah. Or you oh, do do yeah. it. <laughs> Definitely. Love it. Um, okay. What is the best date you've ever been on? It can be with your husband or maybe it was with a prior boyfriend. Oh, um, that is so tough. I feel like I've been on so many amazing Like something things. like more, not extraordinary, but maybe not just dinner and a movie. Like what was like... I'd have to say my engagement was probably the oh, best yeah. date I've been on. What'd you guys do? Or oh how gosh. did he propose? My, so my my half-brother is Swiss, so I have a whole oh, Swiss side. Wow. And that's a whole nother Yeah, podcast. I was going to say, we need I'm to do another. Draw, I'm going to draw a family tree. Yeah, please. Um, and long story short, my husband decided to rent a boat. It was March and take me out on this lake. And it was in front of a castle. It was the first oh. castle I'd ever seen when I was like 11. Again, when I went to go see this Swiss side of my family. Yeah. And I was just really concerned about how my brother had taken the day off work and then had, like, come and rented this boat so my husband could play James Bond. And I just thought I was so inconsiderate. Oh. I was so angry. And my husband finally at one point was like, could you please go to the front of the boat? And then um, dropped down, asked to marry marry me. My brother got pictures of the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. And it was, like, the most romantic Oh, my gosh, that thing is. Ever. Um, we had champagne and all, oh, all that's the things. perfect. But that was my perfect day. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Being proposed to in front of a Swiss castle. I mean, does it get better? than that? No. no. <laughs> Basically everything's downhill <laughs> from there. No. Um, okay, what, uh, okay, who would be, maybe you don't have someone, my last podcast guest did not, do you have a hall pass or maybe a celebrity crush or someone that your husband be like, fine, if you ever met him, like, I can, don't, like, see, that what would a, be a total, people. like, no, but if, like, <laughs> my husband wasn't in the fo- in the picture, right, then it would be Channing Tatum, Channing Hands. Yes, yes. Like, but I can't go watch his movies No, I feel guilty. <laughs> but if you, like, met Channing Tatum tonight, like you couldn't even like say hi to him. Like I mean, what would no, you I do? Say hi to him. But you would have to I mean, really restrain no, like, yourself. No hall pass right, right. Like there's not like one-on-one drinks. Right, right. And then some. But, right. But it would be it would be hard to restrain yourself. I mean it's I mean, I think he's I think he's, you know. Channing Tatum. There's yeah. nothing else to say about him. Okay, love it. I'm like, is that question like inappropriate for them? It's no filter. You kind of just go with it. it um, okay, if you were running for office, what would your campaign slogan be? Oh my gosh. I or no like idea. your, I know, not a weird question. I found it on site. <laughs> like, you don't actually have to answer it. We can skip it. But no, um, if there's something like, even maybe not even a slogan, but like a, like a theme that you would want. Like the last podcast, his was all about productivity and working hard. Like that was his thing. So I remember when I ran for student council and there you go. I didn't there, even have a, a slogan. Okay. I was just like, please vote for me. Um, um, that could be, that could be yours. No. I can't remember mine either. <laughs> Um, I, I really believe in, like, one of the issues that I have being back in the States is just this social welfare mm-hmm. that is available to everybody. Yeah. So I feel like, um, like I said, I'm very conscious of my carbon footprint yeah. and social equality in some ways, especially for the working class yeah. and, like, what um, amenities, not amenities, but, like, what securities are offered yeah. to them. So um, you'd want to kind of, that would be one of your big That's something I want to take, would, I think are still important. Mm-hmm. And I think people that like, for example, when I was a child, we grew up on the food stamps. And right. so someone that hasn't been in that situation, it's very easy to judge mm-hmm. why 
that's not necessary or they're lazy, they don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a really harsh, narrow-minded view. But I do think these things are important because they are. this is our community and it's part of our society yeah. and you're helping with education and healthcare to make sure that everyone is being the best that yes. they can be. And I think it's really important. Yeah. I think it's something very easily forgotten. Yeah. So I think social welfare would be a big yeah. driver. Okay, that's a great answer. See, like... You- and, you know, carbon footprint. <laughs> no straws. No straws. Are you one of the... Are you I'm, no- I'm in no straws. So I'm you're happy that, like, all these places are... Yes. Stra- but I will say when people give those the, the paper ones, yeah. they get soggy. So I'd rather just yeah, have just no straw. Fast. Like, oh, you drink and I just would rather have no straw. Just no straw. No straw. Yeah. <laughs> just not the paper. The only time I struggle is with a Vietnamese coffee. Why? I, I don't know. They always fold up really high. Yeah. Take the lid <laughs> this off is a and struggle. The goes everywhere. And, and but why don't they just start doing more of those? Um, the the they um, have like so many now. Bamboo, paper, ba- bamboo, like, yeah. and yes, but like there are other options I've seen. Definitely. But there was one place I think it was when I was in Colorado this summer, and they did paper straws. Mm-hmm. And I would start drinking. I'm like, I just I'm not even using a straw. So like, the old school paper straws, yeah. I do agree with you. They just like disintegrate. Yeah. and You can't use those. But if the company spends a little bit more and it's like it's, the proper paper straws, like you're totally fine, fine for like an hour. Yeah, and like and who's sipping? Drink problems like hour. right yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be sipping a drink for <laughs> like an hour unless it's off. wine yeah but not even you should have like you five have straw, with it. right yeah, anyway um so okay yeah, so <laughs> because there's like 500 million in the u.s alone that get thrown away a day that's crazy crazy so crazy I know. but i feel like only recently has it become like talked about like well it's a good thing yeah de- but like where why i mean we've had straws forever why just I, now i guess just people finally took had, a, yeah an interest in yeah it, you yeah know? and no, they that. became advocates of it yeah it's showing up everywhere i mean the fact that like every piece of seafood that you put in your mouth has some sort of percentage Ew, of plastic in stop, it. Stop. That's don't, disgusting. Don't do any research. That's disgusting. <laughs> Please, when I became like vegan and or vegetarian for a little while, I had watched a lot of movies mm-hmm. and I, or um, documentaries and I was like, why the fuck did I start watching these? It was like, I, I couldn't It's even. like when you start watching the documentaries of like how your clothes are made. Yes, ex- I mean, exactly. You, we, do, we do live in a time now where we have to be more conscious with our choices and yes. our buying power and it is really inconvenient sometimes. I totally get that. Yes. And a lot of times people perceive you as being like too good or right. whatever the things are, but it does make a huge difference. Right. We move forward. Right. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Wait, this was so fun. Before we're done, tell everyone your Instagram, like where everyone can find you and all the things. All the things. <laughs> Okay, Instagram, Francie's Flower Design. Uh, Facebook, Francie Flower Designs. I have no idea why they added that so extra with an, S. So with an S. Okay, but Instagram does no S. But I'm pretty sure no if S. you start typing, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, yeah. Um, our website is francies.com. If you want to go to the shop, it's slash shop. So it's all, but it's all through francies.com. Yeah, yeah francies.com. Super um, easy. And then our nonprofit is franciesflowerfriends.com. Can you get that also through the main site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. com. Amazing. So there you go, guys. You have, but really, you should even if nothing else, follow the Instagram for like the pretty. I mean, it's like really pretty. I'm like, I never have flowers in my house like that. But Aww. when I, well, you know, I get mine at like in the grocery store sometimes. Hey, like, I'm, but hey, hey, Kroger has some. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, um, you were. I mean, God, I feel like we need to do another co- podcast. But peonies. Do you yes. love peonies? Because you just I did do. a whole trip. I but. just did a whole trip to Alaska. Um, actually, the next step for Franzies is to have a own flower farm and we bought Shut land up. in Nova Scotia in 2015 for it and so oh. actually next year I'm going up for six months to start the farm oh my gosh um, starting in June which I'm that really excited about that is so exciting so this year we went to Alaska like four days after our fire uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no <laughs> yeah. and um, stayed on this farm for a week it was incredible just to learn 
on all the ins and outs. Like it's I beautiful, mean, but the amount of work that goes into flower farming and the amount of risk wow. you take on is just. Oh, insane. I'm sure. I did a whole blog post on it. You can see. Oh, good. Okay. Blog. There you go. Oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you for being so open about childhood, everything I know. I mean, it's yes, you're so inspiring and it's amazing. Thank you so much. And as always, all of you can follow me at Julie Lauren 14 on all the things. And I will talk to you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.